0: Welcome to Blue Talks. Uh, Before I start, I know I'm keeping you from the bar, so I'll at least try to be interesting. Uh, Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me here at UCLA. Um, At Current Trends, philanthropy will be dead in 49 years. What an incredible statement. Charity has been with us since the beginning of recorded time. It's mentioned in every major religion, and it's codified into our laws, and yet it is under attack. This is not from a lack of resources, We are the wealthiest we have ever been, and it certainly is not from a lack of need, and it's not from a lack of ability. We are heroes and mavericks, and we do hard things every day. But something has shifted in how we think about giving, and we need to refocus. Today, my talk is going to be about how to level up your impact in the world. And when I'm done, I'm hoping to reconnect you with those real-life transformational heroes inside you. When I started my career 30 years ago as a investigative financial accountant, I worked with some big multinational corporations. You may have heard of them, McKesson, Verizon, Hilti. And my job was to drive revenue and profit and improve on operational efficiencies. I was relatively good at it, but it felt empty. So about 10 years ago, I decided I wanted to work with nonprofit organizations. So I found ones that inspired me, the Cristo Rey Network, Hadassah, and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. But when I got there, I realized that they were all pretty revenue driven too, very focused on their large budgets and on their Um, big donors, and not so focused on the impacts that they were having in the community. And we can see it kind of everywhere. Big dollars, big donations, big taxes, going to cure our societal woes, and yet we're still not fixed. But we can contrast that now with the pandemic. We also spent billions of dollars in taxes and donations on the pandemic, and we're able to put that in our rearview mirror in 15 months. The key here is it's not money that's making the difference. It's that we're, we were paying attention. And frankly, we're distracted. So what's distracting our charity? There's three things I'd like to just bring up today. The first is that it's true, generosity is declining. Um, the second one is a concept called shared value, which is really cannibalizing our charity. And the third one I've already alluded to, it's that nonprofits are sort of not focused on the right things. So let's get into it. The Generosity Commission has been studying household giving since the middle of the 1950s. And what looks like a precipitous decline really is, we will hit zero in household giving in about the year 2072. Charities have been noticing these trends as well, and their solutions have been to target larger donors and bigger gifts. But that's a problem for a couple of reasons. The first one is, there's not that many really large donors, so the charities are competing for their attention. The second one is, is that our newest large donors, are dot-com and our crypto millionaires, They've made their money mostly in isolation. So if the charities were depending on these large givers that they do know to have Rolodexes of people they don't, well, the Rolodex, both physical and ideological, is pretty much obsolete. But the third reason is that the statistics do not prove out what the charities are doing. 65% of our giving still comes from monthly giving programs, and only 20% of nonprofits have them. So the future of generosity in America just isn't guaranteed. But the bigger threat is this concept called shared value. Before 2011, we used to talk about charities as our vehicle for social change. And then two Harvard business professors came up with the idea of shared value, which means society's good is intrinsic to a company's value chain. So all the corporations you know and love ran out to go make ads that would tell you how much good they're doing in society. Their intention, though, was to attract new customers and increase their profits. Here's Elon. (laughs) SpaceX, Tesla, Neuralink, and the Boring Company are all philanthropy. If you say philanthropy is a love of humanity, they are philanthropy. Tesla is accelerating sustainable energy. This is a love of philanthropy. And you may have seen this ad. Here's a Subaru ad. In it, we see a Meals and Wheels volunteer, and we see some Meals and Wheels recipients, but we never see a car. We do hear about a $250 donation given for every test drive taken, but what that $250 means to Meals on Wheels, we never get a clue. And it's not just anecdotal. This graph is a study done by Edelman, and they're a company who measures society's views on how different market segments are doing in terms of competence, and the vertical axis is ethics. And what we see here is that in the last four years alone, since 2020, businesses have had a 19-point surge in our view of them as ethical, just based on this concept of shared value, while nonprofits, while not seen as any less ethical, again, that's the y-axis, they're pretty uh, parallel, they are seen as 11 points less competent at fixing their own problems. So what's happening is corporations have, we've switched our brains to believe that the corporations are now doing our social good for us. So then what are nonprofits doing? Well, they're behaving like little businesses and they're not doing such a good job of it. Uh, I was working for the uh, preservation organization in San Francisco that had celebrated 50 years. A milestone, it was awesome. They wanted to have a big swank gala, which they did, and they surprised themselves because they raised a million dollars. So what did they do? They decided to try for it again. They hired a professional fundraiser, and the board abdicated all their fundraising responsibilities to that professional fundraiser. And that fundraiser, who now had this giant nut to get over, started talking to foundations and grants, which is foundations and grants are wonderful, but let's face it, they have their own missions and their own objectives. So the original organization's mission got lost. And when you don't have any mission, it's pretty hard to have impact. They came to me a few months later and they said, we're having trouble reaching our revenue goals. And I said, yeah, if you can't show your community what your value is to them, it's tough to raise money from them. So I asked them, what are your goals and what is your value to your community? And they thought about it and they said, we want to be good stewards of the historic assets in our care and we'd also like to be financially sustainable. And I said, okay. So we created a plan to make them do those things. And the hard part was not the plan or implementing the plan. The hard part was convincing the leadership that they didn't need more money to make that happen. They just needed to focus on their impact for the community. So what is it? Why is it so hard to measure impact and leave aside this measurement of revenue? Well, it's because we are sort of hard-coded at this point to believe that dollars are the instruments of change. When Tesla and Subaru tell us that we can pool our resources to do more social good, and that we can have nice things and do good with the same dollar, we are desperate to believe them. But the truth is, is the facts aren't in evidence. Subaru makes their commitment to Meals on Wheels every year or every quarter. They do so regardless of whether you take a test drive or not. And this ad is fueling a level of self-satisfaction that we just don't deserve. I donate to the Marin County Foster Care Association. I do so because I know exactly the numbers there. There are 75 kids in that program. And all I hear about is their needs. What do they need for the school year? When do they graduate high school? What are their plans for the future? So when I donate, I feel like I am alleviating that need. And collectively, we are missing that feeling. The idea that the the world is a better place because we are in it is crying out for some facts. How can we do more or less good if we can't even measure the good that we do? This is a really important lesson for volunteers and board, board members who are coming in from businesses and going into the nonprofit world. They bring with them a lot of great ideas, but they're all steeped in business and revenue culture. And which means they're not asking the right questions when they get there. The questions on everybody's mind from the get should be, how can we change lives? And how many lives can we impact? Then we can start talking about the resources needed to make this kind of impact. So treating nonprofits like little businesses isn't getting us anywhere. So we're going to need to shift our mindset. What are we going to do? I've got three ideas, (laughs) because three is a good number. Uh, The first one is a rebranding project. The second one is a commitment to intelligent tech. Why? Because we always talk about tech. And the last one is to sort of redefine leadership in these organizations. First, organizations that meet need, right, we call, are, are supposed to be impact organizations. We call them nonprofits as if we care about their tax status, but we shouldn't. These organizations are here to change our social structure, to change our lives. So I'm going to start calling them impact organizations or value-based organizations. I invite you to do the same. The second idea about tech, there's two really good reasons for tech and to talk about tech. One is, and I'm going to backpedal a little bit. Businesses figured out a long time ago that tech helps you get out of rote work and into decision-making. And for businesses, when we do that, they make more money. In impact organizations, they get to go back to saving the world. So we want them to use tech. 89% of all impact organizations know that things like AI can help them in their work. Only 10% have ever even tried ChatGBT. The other reason is that tech is our best guess at how we're going to measure impact in the communities. Right now, tech is really, really good at measuring revenue because they're paid and bought to do those things. But tech with some small modifications can start to measure community impact, and we need to encourage our impact organizations to request it or demand it. The last idea is that impact has to be designed and managed by leaders who are concerned with the communities they lead, not the organizations they're in. We call this stewardship. At the Monterey Bay Aquarium, they have stewardship down. Their controller does the financials for the current year their vice president of finance takes that, that, that information and projects out what can be done in the one to five year timeline for marine conservation. And their CFO does the same forecasting and modeling for the five to 15 year horizon. That is stewardship. If you wanna volunteer business expertise, there are great places to do it. Lawyers can do pro bono work, CPAs can do taxes in underserved communities, and you will feel great for the impact on the lives that you change. It's just not stewardship. A good steward alleviates need and celebrates measurable goals. And a great steward is building a better community than the one they found. Board service is not a vanity project. It is an opportunity to develop leadership and stewardship skills to protect our planet, our resources and each other. I know that these changes may seem small, they're just mindset changes, but the agreement to change is the first step and that's monumental. When we start to prioritize the changes that we wanna see we can start to create organizations, impact organizations that are agents of change. So I told you I was gonna turn you into real life transformational heroes, and here's my pitch. When you see an organization that inspires you, when you're with, some, when you're with an organization whose ideals you value, ask better questions. What are your goals for the year? Are you doing the right things to get to the impact you're proselytizing? And what does your community look like five and 10 years down the road as a result of your impact? I wish I had a pithy end to this talk, but I'm just going to say I am entrusting the future of my world to you and your questions and your impact As you are entrusting the future of your world to me, may God speed us both to our goals.